Oh my God, under personal comments, New York Knicks rule. Yeah, the Knicks rule. <laughs> What's up, Knicks Nation? Welcome to another edition of the Buckets Weekly Podcast. We're back, baby. Episode 5. I uh, had a little technical difficulties. Put that out on the Twitter last week. Yeah, man, I got thrown into the dark ages. It was horrible. But I'm back. We're better than ever. And, uh, I mean, there was a lot to talk about last week. Um, so now, tack another week onto that. The Knicks have been busy. That's what we like in the off season. Um, so I'll rattle off what we've got for today. And then we'll get right into it. Let's see. The ninth pick. We know where we're picking, finally. Now we can start to speculate a little bit more precisely about where we're going to pick, not where we're going to pick, who we're going to pick and uh, the prospects and things like that. There's still a ton, but it's a little bit more exciting to delve into it now because we know know what's possible. So we've got the ninth pick, the second round actually. Second round, things get a little interesting in the second round, not to be slept on at all. Um, So we'll go over that. Coach Fisdale, man, just stays winning. The guy is a pleasure to have as our coach. A pleasure to talk about, to report about. Um, So he's staying winning. He's doing great things. We've got a number of things that he's been doing coming up. He's, you know, taking our rooks to the game um, to get that atmosphere so they know what that's like. Um, A a few hirings, I think. So we'll go into that as well. Um... And what else have we got? Yeah, it's finally KP's come out and spoken on the Fisdale hire, and it's all gravy, baby. It's all good. Um, so let's see what else we got. Uh, oh, the workouts. We had open workouts. They look wicked. I mean, not a lot of footage from what I could tell. All I could find was like Moudier's Instagram story, like just joking with Beasley in the locker room after after like a scrimmage. Um, Bar Malik, like the athletics trainer of the Knicks, uh, he had a few, well, he's, he keeps posting stories of, like, guys coming into the gym just looking ripped, like, doing their work, so that's really cool to see, shout out to you, Bar, what else, a little bit, I mean, I've got to bring this up, KO and Cantor, still no decisions, they're, they're just enjoying life right now, Cantor was hanging out with Shaggy and Sting the other day, KO was eating shrimp, I like it raw, ooh, baby, I like it raw, <laughs> um, Frank Nidikina, he's been he's looking big, boy. So we'll touch on that as well. He's also the fourth Migo, by the way, but you'll understand what I mean later. Um, so that's the show. Let's get right into it. Ninth pick. We had the draft combine last week. Um, watched a bit of that. Some of these second round guys are looking really, really good, really promising. Um, similar to last year's draft, the stock's looking prime. Um, but yeah, we've done some interviews around the combine around that time. Uh, Trey Young, he's been quite a focal point of rumor and speculation at this point in the year. Um, Macau, Miles, both Bridges, Michael Porter Jr., Colin Sexton. Um, I actually caught a little bit of Colin Sexton's interview at the draft combine. Um, combine, sorry. And the guy's got that mentality. That. New York mentality that no soft guys, you know, that that thing that Fizz and Perry, what they keep preaching about when we sit and talk to a guy, that's what we want to see. We don't want, we want the kind of people that we know 
are going to fit the mold in New York. And Sexton, when he was talking to the ESPN crew, it's like he already has that mentality by nature that Westbrook instilled in Cantor. And you see how, like, the effect that Cantor's personality has on the game in New York um, and the fans and the players and everything, the, the opposite team. It just makes a, it just makes a huge difference. So the fact that this kid's got it naturally, I think that probably went down really well in the interview with uh, Fisdale and um, Scott and Steve. By the way, Fisdale was saying he's never been to the combine or anything like, like that, and it's not it's not usual. It's not every day that you would see front office taking the coach with them and sort of doing it like all three guys getting involved and just amalgamizing their thoughts and opinions and stuff and just just have an equal share in the process and Fisdale was saying that's amazing that's really cool um Scott Scott was just like yeah man that's just how we do it we're good New York look at us just killing it so that was really cool to see um Trey Young he's been people have been saying that Knicks have the hots for him and things like that just like some kind of source from inside the NBA has been saying stuff like that uh that's weird to me um, firstly, he thinks he's gonna get drafted by the Cavs. The Cavs need a point guard, um, so he thinks he's gonna go higher. Um, a lot of people think he's gonna go higher. I I think he could slip to nine. And Scott Perry has already said they're gonna take the best talent available. The best talent available. Now, Mark Berman of the Post. Um, Mr. Pessimist back at it again, saying, oh, Knicks might go for, Knicks are showing interest in Trey Young. They don't want to do that. They don't need another point guard. They've got a logjam. But I I, I commented on his uh, Twitter article. Um, I never click because the pop-ups kill me. Um, sometimes I click. But uh, I, just, I just commented back saying, Scott Perry literally said that we're going to take the best available. If it's not what we need, we're going to use free agency and that pick that we picked to trade and acquire what we need. So if they did pick Trey Young, they're probably just going to trade him anyway to get like an athletic wing and free agency or something like that. Um, so the whole hots for Trey Young thing and whatever, there's there's a picture and annoyingly he's holding in like all the hats and the Knicks is just right there. And uh, it just it just fuels the fire. But uh, don't get me wrong, I think he, the kid's going to be a great player, but I don't want to see us pick Trey Young. Um, if he falls to nine, and it depends who else is available at nine, it could be a good pickup for us, just if we use it in free agency and in a trade like that. But for me, it's one of the bridges. It's got to be. Macau or Miles Bridges. Um, there's been reports out recently that the two are basically identical. Scouts can't put a pin between them just because their, their games are so similar. And what one lacks, the other has, and like they just, they're just like the perfect players side by side. On paper, they're like identical. They just mirror one another. Um, ironically, with the same last name as well. Uh, but one of those would be great because you watch their highlight reels and things, and you just imagine them doing that in MSG. And I know that's easy to say of a lot of guys when you're watching them in college, and like when they're like cocking back these dunks, that's just gonna be a strip in the NBA and things. So. I know it's easy to say that, but of the prospects around number nine, they're looking like the most exciting ones for me. Um, a similar guy, Michael Porter Jr., early in the year, pretty much at the beginning of the season, this guy was projected to be number one by Miles, like 
the new LeBron James, blah, blah, blah. Got a little bit injured. Um, he sort of dropped off since then. But, I mean, he had, he had an, in his interview with the Knicks around the time of the combine, he asked, how do you live in New York? Like, do you own a car? What, what What's going on there? So I like that attitude that he's just like, and he was openly saying, no respect to all of these guys, but I'm the best player in the draft. Um, if the Knicks draft me, they're getting the best player in the draft and blah, blah, blah. I mean, everyone's like that this time of year. Um, so that that would be another great pickup, like if he didn't have that niggling injury, which is just pulling him down. I think I I'm not sure what the injury is, whether it's a hammy or an ankle or something like that. But he still plays, but it's just lowered his stock quite considerably from number one guaranteed basically, and now he's down at number nine. So the potential to be a steal, but uh, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, second round now. This is where it gets interesting because we own the Bulls pick in the second round, number 36. We also have 4.7 million to trade. And it was reported that we could look to trade that 4.7 million to acquire an extra pick on draft day. We could have 36 and another second round pick. Um, Along in that article, they were saying that a lot of the talent has dropped to the late second round. So if we can acquire a late second round pick, and pick up some of the talent that's down there, would that be a good move for the Knicks? Because you've got Scott Perry going on about, we want talent. We just want to acquire the best talent we can. In which case, why fork out $4 million for a late second round pick? There's another theory that we could look to trade for the Memphis pick to trade up to number four. Because apparently they want to trade for their pick. Um, I have no idea who you trade. I know they're not going to take four million for that pick, um, so I don't know how they get around that. It could be a way to shed somebody um, who opts in that you don't necessarily want to opt in. Maybe um, <laughs> that's just that's just a wild that's just the wild man talking, guys. Uh, don't quote me on that. But uh, yeah, there's reports anyway that if Memphis are looking to trade the pick, New York could move up in that way and acquire yet more talent. I don't know if they'll necessarily be able to do it without losing their pick at number nine, um, which I hope they don't, to be honest. I'm pretty excited about number nine. You see all the posts coming out about all these great players, Nowitzki and all these greats that were drafted at number nine throughout the years. DeRozan, it's, it's, quite, a lo- it's quite a loaded draft spot, actually. Um, so you've got to get excited about number nine. You know Scott and Steve are going to do a good job. It's the first draft the Knicks have had without Jackson. And... If there's one thing you can thumbs up about Jackson, Phil Jackson, is that he could draft a unicorn. <laughs> he could draft well. Um, so hopefully Scott and Steve are looking to really pull this one out, out of the bag and get it right. So hopefully we don't lose that number nine pick. But there's two options there. So you can trade up for number four. You can trade, uh, well not trade, but buy a late second round pick. Uh, so you've got two in the second round and then you've got number nine. But, uh, I mean, when I was watching the Combine, a lot of these guys, there's uh, Grayson, Grayson Allen from Duke. He was a favorite on the gram. I've done a post about this, the options we've got in the second round and, like, some of the talent that's looking to slip to there. Grayson Allen, Duke, that was an Instagram favorite. Maurice Wagner, Michigan, another Insta favorite. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, I think I'm saying that right. ESPN had a handful with it as well. Um, Villanova, he dominated the draft. Uh, I think he was like tied second and third in a lot of his stats. 
but as far as the scrimmages, he looked like a solid player. He looked NBA ready. They were talking to his teammates and they were bigging him up like crazy. And, and the guy just looks so solid. He looks cool. Um, I mean that in so many ways, not just like he looks cool. <laughs> uh, he doesn't look that cool, to be fair. But the guy, the guy, the guy can play. That's the point. Uh, and if he was to slip after watching that combine, if he was to slip to thirty six or later, that would be an absolute steal. That would be incredible. I, I watching the combine, I didn't think he would go past fifty. But if he goes second round late, wow! I mean, that is a, that is some prime draft stock right there that you got to wade through to get your pick. Um, so he was a big Instagram favorite and a favorite of mine as well, actually, watching the draft. Dante Graham, Kansas, someone on the ground wanted us to pick him up. So there's a lot, point is there's a lot of talent. So for me personally, of those two options in, in the draft, whether you trade up or you acquire a pick in the late second round, looking at this, looking at this draft, I think you've got to get the extra pick. We got 36, but I think you've got to take another pick and just have a go. One of these guys, whether it, whether it be Alan Wagner, um, hopefully Dante, but I mean, you, you, you have a chance to really get something good there. And you look at like what we've done with Dotson this year, um, and he already fits the mold with what Fizdale wants to do and things like that. He took him to the game. Uh, I think with those three guys, like I said, doing this process together, uh, taking like Taking, I guess, they're arguing about stuff, debating stuff, and just making the best decisions overall for this team. You can see that they're gonna pick whoever they do pick on that late second round. They're gonna, oh my god, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it again. They're gonna do their due diligence, <laughs> and they're gonna get it right, and they're gonna pick up an exciting young prospect in that second round. So hopefully, I want to see Knicks. If you're listening, <laughs> I want to see, I want to see you do that. Use that four million. You got to spend it. Get that pick and uh, see what you guys can do. I know you won't let me down. You won't let us down. Not again. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, that's pretty much it on the draft. So, they're the main prospects we've got at number nine. Uh, it's looking like, I mean, Trey Young is, is sort of like tinsel, you know. It's just, it's just interesting to talk about. But the Bridges, they, they're something, man. Get real on the bridges because we can be taking one of them very realistically, and they fit what we need right now. They're young, athletic. Uh, as far as I can tell, they both got the attitude that they're looking for. Um, maybe not as cocky as say Trey Young or Porter Junior, but you know what? I like that. So they're our main prospects. Sexton as well, like I said, just got that attitude. Um, still got a little bit of a curve to climb as far as the NBA game, transitioning and all of that. But yeah, so we'll see what happens at number nine. There's probably going to be more speculation before we get to the draft. I think it's the next month. Yeah. So stay tuned for that because there will, yeah, there will be more. And again, second round, you can throw, you can throw about names for days and they they all fit the mold. They all look good and they'll all be a steal. So the, the second round, to be honest, right now, I'm more excited about. Than where we pick number nine. So keep an eye on that. On to coach Fizdale. Fizdale, baby. Oh my goodness. The guy cannot lose. He can't go wrong. He's just why has it been why has it been this long? Or why has it been so hard or taken this long to get a coach 
so right for New York. Um, I watched the. Uh, at first, I was like, "Man, why don't we even make a a little bit more of a run at Budenholzer?" But I watched Mike's introductory presser for Milwaukee, and I've got to say, Coach Fizz shouldn't have doubted you, man. Should not have doubted you. Uh, and I'm so it makes me so excited. It really does. And you know what? I'm not the only one. I think every single Knicks player feels the same way. Because, let's see, where were we? Oh, I can't remember the date now. But Fisdale, I think it was the day, yeah, it was the day Frank Nilakina came back from France. So he's back in the US now. He was doing workouts, daily workouts in Paris, traveling from his hometown, Strasbourg, going to Paris every day on the train. Working out with like the top athletic trainers over there, and now he's back in the US. And on on the day he got back, Fizz obviously just so excited. He held informal workouts for the first time with Knicks players, um, at Tarrytown. So, with the people that went, you got Moutier, Frank, and Burt. That's our point guard trio, all there. Showed up, showed out, did these workouts. You saw Burt just hungry. He was so hungry and he was sat at the presser like he wanted to go to work after Fisdale's introductory presser. Um, and he's been putting in work so much in the offseason. He's, he's basically been living in Tarrytown. Um, I've done a post, just there's so much draft stuff going on, but don't forget about the players we've got on our team. Um, and Trey Burke, man, the story, one of my favorite stories from last year coming up from G League. Um, he like found God in all of this and got really like, don't know how to explain it, just disciplined. Um, and really made himself an incredible standout player. Uh, and he's continuing that through this offseason. And, and that is just who Trey Burke is. And we are very lucky to have him on our team. And he showed up and he's obviously he's obviously happy about the Fisdale hire, being at the presser, turning up to the first chance to work out for the guy. Um so you've got them guys and Moutier. Fisdale seems really keen on Moutier. He feels, seems really excited to coach him. Um, you saw him when they were at the game as well. Like He's like basically hugging Moutier. Like, let's go, my boys. So that's really cool to see that trio at the open workouts. Um, Trey Burke actually liked the post. I put a post on my Instagram. And I said, like, he's had open workouts. These are the trio of guards that we got. And then I listed the other players which I'll do for you in a second, and Trey Burke liked it. And that was actually the first post I'd done when I was chucked into the dark ages, technologically, last week. So it was it lifted my spirits to see Trey Burke like that. So shout out to you, Trey. Uh, you're a real one. But So we got that trio, those guards, the point guard trio. We had whole team, Dottie showed up. Uh, Isaiah Hicks, which is big time, because Isaiah Hicks, behind Cornette of our two-way guys, you can... You can easily sleep on Isaiah Hicks. Um, the guy, as far as his body, just he's very similar to, um, I forget his name now, uh, another second rounder that we picked up and eventually went to, he's playing in LA. Um, ah, it's on the tip of my tongue. If anyone knows it, comment or whatever, let me know somehow because that's going to bug me. Um, but very similar to him, like body size and just like, once he polishes that jumper and things, then his game's just going to grow and grow and grow. Um, again, the potential the potential's huge with the guy. 
So it was great to see him in the gym. Um, he's been working out with Bar as well. So it's great to see him after the quiet season. You can call it quiet. Um, he balled out in Westchester, but as far as when he came up to the Knicks, um, he would either be getting like garbage time or whatever. But he persevered, and here he is, one of the first guys on the bill to work out with our coach. So that's great to see. Troy Williams, he's been hungry to play. <laughs> he, he, he never wanted to stop, I don't think. I don't think he wanted to take a break. The guy had wires in his jaw and he was telling people just like, who's hooping in New York? New York, where you at? Let's go. So it's cool to see him there. I would have put my money on Troy turning up, actually. Uh, Michael Beasley, this is another big one. So Michael Beasley, free agency. He's coming into free agency now. It's huge to see him. And then again, this is why I feel the same way as these Knicks players when it comes to Fisdale. Because he's obviously so excited about this and feels the same way as basically Knicks Nation right now. That he's turning up to the workouts at first chance. Uh, and he's working out with the guy. He's working out for the coach and he's working out with our young guys. And uh, that just epitomizes Beasley. He's just, the guy's a surprise. And it's always, always a pleasant surprise. So, shout out to you, Beasley, as well. I mean, I really hope you bring Beasley back. And I hope that this makes a difference in what happens in free agency. Uh, so, yeah, he held, he held the open workouts. Like I've mentioned, he took Nidakina, uh, Moudier, and Dotson to Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals. This was wicked. I think, I mean, I know I just keep, I can't say hype enough. Of all the things that the man's done, Fisdale, that is, so far, this has to get me the most hype. The most hype. Taking our young guys to the game so they can feel what it's like, that playoff atmosphere. Um, and I was just waiting. I was just waiting for, like, a picture. I was wondering if, like, Breen was going to say anything about them in the crowd. I was just waiting for something to see them. And then I saw the video. I saw Moudier's video. I reposted it, actually, from Moudier. I just said this. Like, nothing gets me more hype than this because... Seeing Frank there as well. Frank was like way into the game. <laughs> I don't think he realized that Moudier was recording. That guy's a boy. Dotson there. And like just coach. Having a great time with the guys. And just instilling that culture again. Um, and that relationship. That player and coach relationship. And making it really, really strong from like day one of the offseason. There's going to be no excuses for this team when it comes to next year. Because we're going to be tight. Bro, we're going to be real tight. Uh, there's no, it doesn't feel like we've got that excuse to lean back on of like, oh, no chemistry or guys got to get to know each other 40 games into the season. And I love that. I love that. We're ready to go already. We can start the next season tomorrow. We'll be good. We'll be good, baby. Uh, but it was so cool to see them at the game. Huge, huge for Dotty, man. For first to take him to the game. Dotson, again, had similar to Hicks. In his perspective, he, he was on the team all year, but had a relatively quiet season. Again, he would just get garbage time or he'd be underutilized. Uh, and again, like Jeff Hornacek liked to switch up rotations with that like second half of the of the uh, roster. But where, toward the end of the season, when he got a little bit more minutes and he was getting more and more comfortable and he was feeding them cheers for him, Dotson get MVP cheers last year? He might have done. Someone got MVP. I know KO got MVP chance. Um, I remember when Dotson went through the career high toward the end of the season, I was like, damn, the guy's so cool. And he's got the garden crowd behind him. And I mean, 
when you when you watch like interviews with Dotson, he's quite like nonchalant and blase, like almost to a almost to a comedic level. Like it's funny to see him just like the guy's a boss, and he's like, "Yeah, that was really good," or "Yeah, yeah, that felt great." So, and then we just nod. <laughs> like the guys, the guy is a true pro. He's an absolute don, and it's great to see him at the game with Fizdale. Because you could, I mean, Knicks are gonna make moves. The Knicks are gonna make moves. Uh, we can't have a, we can't do the same thing as last year. And I believe even if we didn't make a single move with the Fizdale hire, we would already be leaps and bounds ahead of last year. Uh, but regardless, player decisions and a whole manner of factors, moves are going to happen. And I just think seeing Dotson in that capacity at the game with the guys of Moody and Frank, our top pick, that's our bottom pick with our top pick. And oh man, just so cool to see him there. And I'm really excited. I'm, I'm happy that hopefully he's going to be with us next year. And we're going to see what was happening toward the tail end of last year. That's just the beginning of next year. So, uh, shouts to you, Dotty. That was that was really cool to see. And, and well done, Fisdale, man, for just making it great. Making all of it great. This offseason has been so lit. Uh, where am I? Sorry, man. I'm, I'm getting excited here. It's been it's been two weeks since I've talked about Knicks, bruh. Uh, where am I? KP. KP, the unicorn, finally had to, opened up on the uh, Fisdale hire, had some words. Uh, I posted, I reposted his um, Instagram story, just saying like, I uh, just had a great conversation with Fizdale on the phone, with Fizz on the phone, and he's like, man, I'm excited about next year, can't wait, let's go Knicks, even even signed it off with a little orange and blue, uh, reminiscent of the bucket sweep the Insta page likes to think uh, he took that little signature from yours truly, <laughs> um, so that was wicked to see. Um, he also met with Porzingis' brother slash agent, Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> every time, every time I say it. Um, Giannis Porzingis. Uh, so that was cool that he met with him. And hopefully they've figured out what's going on with Fisdale going over to Latvia. Hopefully that's soon. But, you know, with the combine and everything, crazy, crazy busy. Um, which, just, which just makes it all the more incredible and all the more meaningful that Fisdale's going over so it's great that they got to talk finally um and KP's excited that is big time and he can't wait to get back next year um so you know hold off on that extension fellas we've got KP he ain't silly he knows what's going on um he wants to be a Nick and he means it so that was that was wicked to see um that KP had, had good words with Fisdale just adding to the hype, bro. Adding to the hype. <laughs> uh, what what else we got? I think I think we had a hire. I think we've hired an assistant coach. It was reported that Keith Smart, who was an assistant with his at Miami and Memphis, that he's going to be on the staff. Now nothing's been made official. I did post it on the gram, and I don't like to do stuff until it's official on the gram. Um, fake news and everything, but I think this one's in the bag. Uh, he's already hinted himself, Fisdale, and it makes it makes complete sense. So, hopefully, it's a happy welcome to Keith Smart. Welcome to the ball club. Uh, he also 
it's one of the things a lot of people had to say about him was he hit back in college basketball he like knocked Syracuse out of the championship with some crazy game winner so everyone's still a little bit uh, sore about that a little bit sour about that whole thing but uh, you know what I like that as well uh, that just adds more grit more dimension to the bench to the coaching staff um, so that's that's absolutely wicked that's nearly that's nearly it for this week's uh, podcast. Like I said, we got to touch on KO and Cantor a little bit. Still no, still no decisions. They're just enjoying their off seasons at the moment. Um, now, Mui Muio Nico or Munical. I'm pretty sure I'm not saying that right, but a really good page on the gram. He just pulls up like sort of obscure and quite revealing stats and figures about players. And he, he posted, which got reposted quite a lot, uh, a post about KO and his um, contract compared to similar players um, at the same position. And KO is sort of like averaging 10 below anybody else. Amir Johnson, uh, I'm trying to remember who else is in the post. Yomahimi Nene. Um, someone commented on, on, on the post I've done actually, saying like, oh yeah, but Amir Johnson's a vet. That's why he's getting 11 million and KO only has a 4 million contract. Bruh, are you saying KO isn't a vet? I mean, the guy's younger than you would think, but he's been around long enough to not be considered a rookie or a novice. KO's a vet, boy. He's gone against the best. He's getting better every year. He's a veteran player. Um, and we're paying him 4 million. So that was a really, that was a really good post. Shout out to you. Moi Nikau. Um, yep. <laughs> I have to like tag him in places. I tagged him in the post on the gram, so check it out. Go check him out. It's a great little page on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, well, basically what I said in the caption was KO deserves more money. He does. He should know that, and I hope he knows that, to be honest. So when he opts out, when he opts out, I say, because surely he's done it. Um, it wouldn't even be selfish if he did opt out um, with the with looking to come back. So if he opts out and Scott Perry and Steve have already said that they're going to be open to bringing back KO at whatever cost, basically. Because they obviously see that value in KO. So I was just saying, if, if KO does opt out and gets brought back to the club for more money and he's playing... Under a nice brand spanking new contract, more money than he's ever made, finally feeling his worth, not just with the contract, but just the worth from the team, from like the front office, from Nick's brass. That's going to be scary. That is going to be scary with nothing weighing on his mind, just feeling at home, at home, obviously being from Jamaica, Queens. That's going to be scary to see how he gets even better next year because like, he, he's, he's New York through and through. And he's been getting better with us every year. And he's, imagine, just imagine, going through a season, every game, looking at all of the social media posts and things like that, imagine it without KO. Not nice, is it? <laughs> like not, not, not nice, but, I mean, KO is like everything. KO is just all over the place. Shots by KO are wicked. Um, that's his, like, photography page. 
Uh, he's always doing stuff in the community and things like that. The guy's just great to have on your team. And the fact that he's getting better every year in terms of his play and his efficiency last year, when even in, even in the battle at centre with that log jam, when he was there, he was balling. And he was he was great off the bench. You you would be ex, you would be excited when Ko checked in because you thought, okay, great, this is a boost in so many areas. If we were down, he would bring that energy, and then we're back in it. That's the kind of player that Fizdale is going to love to utilize. So if he's coming back with a basically a, a more appropriate contract, then I'm looking forward to that. And I, a bit, that's how I hope it unfolds for Ko. I really do. Canto uh, again. He, st- he still makes like snide little jokes about I'm going to opt out. My teeth are an opt out because I went to the dentist or whatever. <laughs> uh, like I said, Kanto is terrible at breakups, man. <laughs> but there's still no word on what he's doing. But I mean, I don't know how long it's going to take them. I'd assume management want to know sooner rather than later. So they know what they're dealing with when it comes to like deadlines and trades and the draft and blah, blah, blah. So that's that's enough. That's enough from them. Uh, yeah, again, Munichal. Sorry for getting that wrong, bro. Um, I just wanted to finish on Frank Nilakinen. I, I usually circle back to Frank Nilakinen or Kuzmanis or, or something like that. Frank Nilakinen is looking big. He's looking dense, man. One of the few things you could say about Frank, other than um, being too unselfish or his decision-making and things like that, or his attacking, particularly at the beginning of the year, um, especially when he's running the point a lot more. One of the one of the actual things that you could really knock against the guy was like his strength. So he was getting to, he was getting to his spots, kind of, um, but he was never really able to get anywhere comfortable. He was never able to use his body to get anywhere comfortable enough to score efficiently um like i remember when we first got him with the seven foot wingspan and stuff i was like i can't wait to see this guy just throwing down like wicked dunks but the fact is he, he couldn't get he couldn't get to the rim uh one of the th- one of the factors which which is why we brought in mudier because of his like driving ability just to get up there and get to the rim and finish at the rim but so that's one of the actual things you can really say especially like toward the end of the season because like frank got comfortable um, he got better at decision making. He got better at attacking and taking his shot, and getting more selfish. Um, so that's going to continue on that trajectory into next season. But one of the things that he's taken on himself to recognize and to change is how strong he is, his body. And there was a video that came out recently, surfaced recently, sorry, and it was of him in France, at a workout in France, and he's thrown down a dunk and he's walking up the court looking like an absolute tank, like. I can't remember who it was. I was listening to a podcast in the midst of last season. And one of the takeaways this guy had from going to the Knicks game for the first time that year was just how skinny and small Frank Nilekini was. Um, and I don't think he's going to have that problem next year. Uh, all, you, all, you, all you ever see of the guy in the offseason is he's working out. So it's really cool to see him getting back. And it just makes me more excited with this new coaching staff and things like that instilled. Um, in the team, I can't wait to see where he's going to the off season and into next season. That's gonna be that's gonna be big. Uh, I'm expecting big things from him next year. And also, last but not least, Frank Nedekina, fourth Migo. We found him, people. 
uh, there was a picture of him and his boys in Paris. And if you haven't seen it, go check it out on my Instagram. I post it just saying, like, because he recently got snubbed for, like, all-rookie team. <laughs> but I was like, all-rookie, first team, swag. First team, all swag. <laughs> so go check that out on the page. Uh, he's re- he's looking fresh to death. So uh, go check that out. And yes, that is it for another episode of the Buckets Weekly Podcast. We got through it. I had a smile on my face the whole time. It was so good to talk Knicks again. Um, I'll take more notes next week. And yeah, sorry that I missed a week. But as always, like, comment, subscribe, uh, rate, uh, all the different things that you do on all of the different platforms. Um, email me bucketsweekly at hotmail.com uh, comment on the gram uh, message me message me on twitter or message me on uh, insta and I'll get you on the show here um, we'll incorporate that in the show uh, and yeah next week we will be back next week for episode 6 uh, and that's it stay fresh New York Nation peace, peace.